Lily and the Angel by George Graham Curry, read for LibriVox.org by phone. An Allegory Once on a time, many ages ago, there lived in this world of ours a strange race, not gods, not fairies, but as wonderful, possessed of great beauty and strength, yet slaves, weak slaves to their own pleasures and passions. They had many divine powers, but alas, nothing has survived of them save names vain spectral names to tell of long-gone glory still the objects to which these names are given suggest to us somewhat vaguely tis true the attributes of those who used to bear them earth imprisoned by winter among this race so introduced there lived a young and beautiful princess named earth and this lovely lady tradition says was once imprisoned by one called winter winter although old and hoary-headed was a tyrant cold as he was cruel and earth was bound hand and foot before him because forsooth she had shunned his approach and had scorned his impotent advances but happily in all times innocence has ever had admirers not only among low creatures of lust but also among those who are high and virtuous and so while fair earth was endurance vile there came to the neighbourhood a gallant young noble handsome and courageous his name was spring a son of one king sol the most powerful monarch of those times and being the very flower of chivalry he no sooner heard of earth's sorry plight than he determined to be her champion he could not see her whom he would rescue for the jealous old churl had concealed her but he could hear her sighs and her moanings and distress never fails to excite the brave earth became the bride of spring then it was winter was assailed by spring and at length forced to flee in disorder leaving within his now ruined castle princess earth as the prize of the victor when the maiden beheld her deliverer she was grateful as freed maiden might be while spring newly seeing her beauty in turn became a captive for first love's ardour is a chain binding loved one and lover together and if the love is returned such a chain as in fetters forever this was the case with spring and his captor sweet earth listened with no unwilling ear to words that made both lives happy at last in the fullness of time when as always true love had increased the wooer's courage and made the wood more lovely they were wed it is needless to tell the rejoicing congratulations feasting and pleasure that the wide wide realm indulged when its prince led his well-won bride to the nuptial bower nor need we tell of the blessings then showered upon the distinguished pair all all joined in wishing them godspeed the very birds and the flowers and the brooks and the meadows scattered music and fragrance about them the birth of lily pansy and rose it was of this union tradition says three daughters were born at one birth lily pansy and rose as like as babes could be and as fair as their beautiful mother their early life as might be imagined was one long sunny day on every hand they were praised both for their birth and beauty whatever they desired was given to them while courtiers studied to arouse new whims that they might thus have greater power to please so the years passed and as their childhood fled pursued by dainty girlhood's halcyon days lovers from every clime throughout the world began to flock around the sisters fair 
to bow and smile and woo but maids much sought are long impervious to the sighs of love and many bows retired with heavy hearts to give their luckless place to comers new the wooing of rose by summer but cupid never sleeps though long repulsed he bides his time and gathers strength with years and when we laugh at scars our foolish jest is off the shaft that spent leaves us unarmed tis then all wakeful that the god of love with faultless aim lays low our erring pride rose was the first to feel the feathery dart a prince called summer from adjacent realm with warm and generous impulse and a smile so winsome that it seemed a breath from heaven quite fascinated her yet truth to tell his smile was not reserved for her alone a fact perhaps that made the joy more sweet when he at times did pay her special court and as she gazed upon him day by day her early fascination turned to love and with her love she was recreated hour after hour she would think of summer of his ardour and generosity of the brilliance even of his anger of his gay excesses his ready vows his fickleness ere even her back was turned till she loved his very faults and girl-like would trace the links binding faults to virtues oh he was an ideal prince she thought and in order to attract his glances she became what she thought he would admire voluptuously soft surpassing fair prodigal of her charms and smiles and sighs until each vagrant zephyrous wind that blew carried abroad some whisper of her sweets for a time as queen of every revel all suitors turned to court her mantling cheeks her dreamy eyes her crimson lips her chin absolute among its dimples her curls hiding behind their golden veil a neck white and swelling to tempestuous breasts where little storms of passion always raged and us all wooed their wooing sang her praise prince summer with the rest confessed her queen and sought the charms she was so glad to yield till with his tight embraces and his kiss in very ecstasy she oft-times swooned but love unchecked soon burns itself to naught a few short fleeting months and summer tired and left rose drooping with her graces gone for on the waves of passion that he raised were borne away the beauties he admired within each clinging kiss her soul escaped her gushing life-blood oozed with every sigh a wreck still loving to the very last she hoped and pined and hoped he might return but woe alas no single charm was left that she might flaunt to bring him back again with reckless prodigality of love she had forgot to guard against such chance so when deserted she could not but die the wooing of pansy by autumn about the time when rose was at her best miss pansy met a prince who waked her love his name was autumn and he too had come a suitor to the court for beauty famed he was of dignified and stately mould his noble aspect won respect from all learning was written on his ample brow while in his every act high birth appeared he knew his worth and held himself aloof nor joined the noisy revel of the court his careful conduct thus conspicuous grew and soon attracted pansy to his claims and as she daily scanned his measured mien within her breast a secret pleasure dawned and she would think for hours about his glance his studied smile came to her in her dreams 
she saw that he was cold to outward view she saw and knew twas pride that made him cold but yet his very pride was so select she argued to herself twas pride she loved around it all ideal virtues bloomed within his eye she fancied hidden truth his very silence proved him wisdom's found his coldness seemed to tell of lasting love and so while gushing rose dispensed her sweets with lavish recklessness on all who came more modest pansy like her prince waxed proud and masked her beauties from the common crowd yet in her girlish heart love's ardour glowed perhaps more fiercely since it was restrained confined affection like a furnace burns and more intensely burns the more confined but stately autumn only knew its strength when he at length relaxed his stately pride and at her feet like earnest lover wooed and vowed his preference for her dainty charms when they were wed dark pansy went to live with autumn in his rich ancestral halls and for a time her woman's heart was glad with conquest of a prince so great and grand but time flew by as time is wont to fly when we are happy that our goal is gained till now it seemed to pansy autumn changed or else twas she herself she was not sure at all events his dignity increased the stateliness that once had been her joy grew more impenetrable all her art which was not much for she was also proud quite failed to thaw his everlasting frost a woman's life is nothing without love ay more than nothing tis an aching void she hungers for the smile the gentle word the accent whispering that she is approved and when it comes not lo the past seems sham the present mocks her and the future palls love tender love is woman's one success take that away and she has failed indeed so pansy found and yet she would not show the canker gnawing at her inmost heart and thus estranged and lone she drooped and died and like her sister filled an unkept grave lily and the angel now only lily lived her parents balm the last attraction of a once gay court her sisters in their day had seemed to lead fair rose's beauty and dark pansy's grace had flashed and hidden lily's steadier sheen while she herself had yielded to their lead and paid them tribute as of higher worth she loved them both so dearly that her care was ever to enhance their happy lot twas rose or pansy that was wooed not she she always claimed the suitors bowed to them and in her quiet way she did her best to make their claims more pleasing than her own till to the thoughtless throng it really seemed that what meek lily said indeed was true and yet she was not wholly unbeloved in fact the truest homage came to her had she so wished she might have all outshone and been the sun round which the whole court moved but she was fair in heart as well as form her love of virtue was for virtue's sake her generous impulse had no selfish spur nor was her modesty the bloom of pride she in her early girlhood once had seen while gazing awestruck into heaven's blue the vision of an angel white and pure whose every movement had a holy grace twas then that as she saw his tender eyes his golden curls his flowing spotless garb her childish heart first opened and she felt a waking wonder if he came for her but even as she hoped the vision passed into the heavens and left her wondering had she been sleeping was it all a dream 
who was the stranger with the tender eye how came he yonder was he really there these were the questions that had her confused as still she peered into the eternal dome expectant but the azure depths of sky baffled her hopes by their unchanging hue and at length she was forced to leave the place but as she did she went a new-made girl days weeks and months passed by but ever fresh within her heart was fixed that heavenly form and as she since had done her daily tasks she often felt that vision looking down and would look quickly up in confidence to catch again the halo of that glance thus was she kept exempt from many a sin for with her recollection of that form with all its white perfection in her mind pride could not gain an entrance to her soul and without pride or follies born of pride nothing exists that is not true and good one day having made a great sacrifice in order to please one of her sisters and having met rebuff for her kind art she stole away into a quiet part of the court garden to have a good cry it was while the salt tears were trickling down and she was sore at heart that she looked up and behold she saw the angel this time he was nearer to her his radiant form seemed transparent it was so clean and holy and as he turned toward her the dark clouds that had been hovering above broke clear into a thousand white fleecy wool packs and through the gilt edge fissures burst the sun for in the angel's countenance was enshrined beneficence ineffable he smiled as lily stretched her fevered hands toward him and seemed to hesitate as though to speak before he slowly vanished from her sight this second coming was the certain proof that her vision was no idle dreaming lily went from the spot re-sanctified with even firmer purpose in her life she felt purified by but the vision of one so pure and only purity of a higher order could win her respect summer and autumn and all the others suffered beside the graces of the angel and hence lily though she grew more lovely and lovable remained free and heart-whole yet not quite free for in her heart of heart too sacred to be even put in words was a trembling hope that perhaps some day some happy day far far ahead she might become worthy of even the angel so years slipped by her sisters passed away but still a virgin lily went about doing good many times she caught glimpses of her ideal gathering strength thereby twas this very strength this growing virtue that was her never-failing attraction many hearts sighed in secret for her love as she sighed for the love of the angel but restrained by their inferior life there were none who dared brook her rejection but earnest faithful hearts reap their reward long years of silent selfless love speak loud the angel who had watched her saw her rise above the passions of her lower sphere he saw her grow more lovely day by day her fragrance reached him even in the sky until at last his heart was also touched and he made vow to woo her up on high so when again within the garden fair sweet lily walked with constant upturned gaze he stood revealed so close that she might hear the rustle of his garment as he breathed the pleasure of his nearness was so great she fell adorning at his shining feet but stooping down he gently raised her up to stand beside him as his honoured peer then kissed her as a seal of sainted life 
and bore her up to heaven in angel's bride. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. End of Sonnets by George Graham Curry.